You're listening to Yes, Maybe, No, without Andrew Streeter, but still with Yeti Blanc. That's right. That's right. We're not here to do arts and crafts with our shrimp. Let me just eat it. And special guest host, Alex Benson. It's that kind of thing. Is this show the best? Yes, maybe no! Welcome back to another episode of Yes, Maybe No. I'm Yeti Blanc, and right now we are waiting to see if Andrew Streeter is going to join this recording. His um, his story is that his wife has a flat tire. Um, I think he just may be intimidated by our guest, and let me get to that. So today, I bring to you, ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Shut the Funk Up podcast and Cody family friend, Alex Benson. Uh, super excited to be here, dude. Yeah, so Alex comes to us for, uh, from South Florida. You and Chris, y'all have literally known each other since you were born, right? Yeah, it's it's the uh, your it's your typical story of like since birth. Um, yeah, like y'all were y'all next door neighbors or just on the same street? Uh, no, uh, actually, um, his grandmother knew like you know my mom's like law like knew someone at my mom's law firm and uh his uh his grandmother um used to watch watch us used to babysit us and stuff and then uh you know mom and dad became close with greg and arlene and uh the rest was history um i could tell you just hilarious stories but we won't go into it but yeah i've known (laughs) i've known uh the cody's and chris for so long i mean it's uh, we, we we would teepee houses together egg i mean it's yeah like, were you involved in the egg wars that he told us about yeah okay yeah because he told he did a halloween episode with us with with andrew and i um this past year and and we were talking about pranks and he said he was never too much of a prankster but he said we used to do egg wars which is you know looking back it's like really irresponsible as you're driving down the road terrible Uh, yeah it's uh, yeah it was i feel terrible about it now but i remember when we first did it I, i was like sleeping over his house and we were like bored and he was like let's go up to the 7-eleven and grab some eggs and i was like why and he was like, we're just going to like, you know, throw them at like, you know, cars. And um, I was like, um, okay, that's kind of weird. But as soon as you let that, like that first egg go, it, it feels amazing. Yeah, I, I get that. My, my friends and I, we, um, we, uh, we're funny because like we grew up really like kind of straight edge. Like, uh, like, like none of us, no drugs, drinking, smoking, anything like that. But we became vandals uh you know towards the end of our high school years and it was mailboxes that's how it usually goes though yeah yeah it started with a piece of gum it was just throw a piece of gum at a sign even not even a mailbox it, or maybe it was mailbox but eventually we we're throwing stuff at like road signs too but it, like a little piece of gum then it turned into a battery and then oh there can be damage done oh okay let's you know, what more damage can we cause as soon as you get opened up to the damage it's like oh yeah it was uh it, 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 root beer bottles that turn into because we, we loved ibc root beer and especially get the ones that, that look like 40s you know just don't crap like you think that. you're drinking beer <laughs> Right, right, right. And then, uh, but then it turned into pretty much anything that wasn't tied down, um, including, but not limited to, a giant rock, um, a coconut, and paint cans. The paint cans were a hideous idea at two in the morning on 
in Hickory, North Carolina, um, when in my, Hickory, my, North Carolina, I was I was driving my friend's Chrysler LeBaron, um, and uh, he he was hanging out the side with a can of blue paint and we were coming down this hill really fast and we were a little too close to the mailbox and he hit it and it exploded all on him and the car and so like there's evidence everywhere you know so it's it's two in the morning in january and uh we're trying to like we're at the car wash trying to clean all this stuff up (laughs) it was so bad so like uh, when you say a can of blue paint you mean like an actual like home depot oh yeah yeah because it wasn't tied down how the joke was how often do you use x you know how often do you use this how often do you use that how often do you use this paint and it didn't you know we didn't care the answer you're just just in the garage like what about that yeah pretty much pretty much that's how the coconut was he this is my friend jacob he opened up the fridge and pulled out a coconut how often do you use this coconut <laughs> and it that was in miller's creek north carolina and so th- there's some why the why is there a coconut in the fridge i don't know we it was it, why do we have a coconut in the middle of the winter i don't it's north carolina we don't have coconut trees why do we have a giant coconut at the house it was it wasn't my house it was my friend's house so i i don't know i don't answer for their weirdness but either way it was for us to throw it that's why they had it there you go yes <laughs> yes, go. That's yes, the yes it was for us to throw it at a mailbox and um i i stopped my friends never did and that's why they end up getting arrested because they got to where like just simply doing the drive-bys weren't good enough they stopped the car and that's where you make your mistakes i've told this on the pod before but yeah that when they got arrested they had a rope tied around the mailbox attached to my bass player's truck and so that's the the, the rope in their hands wow. the cop pulls up and they're like we were just trying to straighten this busted mailbox <laughs> yeah. i feel like the the mailbox the egging like what we're talking about now that's like a f- like that doesn't happen anymore yeah it's probably like like I won't be I won't have a problem with it if it doesn't happen anymore because like you know maybe that means karma won't come back and smash mail, my mailbox but you never know maybe I've spoken too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, before we go any further, it is time for us to find out who needs to go to hell. It's time for another round of who needs to go to hell. On yes, maybe no. so good <laughs> that's right ladies and gentlemen who needs to go to hell is still not quite brought to us by hellman's mayonnaise but maybe one day with enough encouragement with enough downloads maybe one day um as always when we have a guest uh, ever since we've created this segment we turn the reins over to our guests so alex it is your turn to tell us who needs to go to hell this week <sighs> dude this is this is something that is yeah the restaurants that sell shrimp you know in whatever (laughs) like you know if it's an entree like whatever take the tails off (laughs) yes Yes. the restaurants and like you know the executive chef that keeps the tail on in my like shrimp scampi or like whatever it is go to hell dude yes it's it's one thing if it's on the side but when it's like mixed up in your pasta or something like come on i just want to be able to eat it you know and i have to get off you yeah yeah so why are you leaving there i should ask my wife she's a chef uh she went to culinary school and i should ask her why they leave it on sometimes if there's some like some real like legitimate reason i'm sure there's like oh it, it makes it more flavorful no no <laughs> at that point i wish my scampi would just had frozen shrimp in it <laughs> 
Agreed. Because, like, well, yes, I know how to do that. I don't want to. I want to eat the shrimp. I don't want to have to take the time to un, you know, sweet talk it and get it undressed. I want. That's eat why I'm here. That's why I'm eating. That's right. That's right. We're not here to do arts and crafts with our shrimp. Let me just eat it. Yeah. All right. So, unshelled shrimp in in our food goes straight to hell. <laughs> this has been another round of. Maybe no. So, Alex and I started talking a little while ago just about music stuff. Um, he he was on an episode of the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody, and um, he. Uh, Oh, you know what? Before that, I did have a little lazy river to go on. My daughter's 11, and she is... Last week, I caught her dropping a D's Nuts joke on me. And I was like, I don't know whether to ground you for life or to buy you a pizza. You know, What, was, just, the joke? what was the joke? Can we... Can we uh... it, it, it wasn't even that great, but it was just so shocking that it made me laugh. It was... um. Uh, we, we, they're trying to find a movie to watch, so they're flipping through the Netflix stuff, and they found that movie, The Nut Job, the little cartoon movie about a squirrel called The Nut Job, and she's like, "The D's Nuts Job." Like, See, that's not good. See, that's yeah, 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 Yeti. That's not good because she's like, obviously hearing that, you know, from school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. And you would think that the D's Nuts, like you know, joke is something that is not really around anymore no but it is it has stood the test of time i mean a story just came out this last year that nick saban loves telling them and uh, like one of his players this year accidentally sold him out talking about hey, how he loves deeds nuts jokes and <laughs> I mean, that's it, nick saban. It, is, it is a joke that like will always <laughs> land you know but yeah so and then tonight so i bought these little cheese puffs i decided i, I we got pub subs for dinner and i i decided to try out these i saw these um uh cheese doodles but they were like made out of chickpeas I was like, let me just see if these are any good. I love hummus. Why not? And they were crap. They were they weren't any good at all. Yeah. But um, but uh, my daughter's like, what are these? I'm like, they're cheese puffs. And then I hear her go, like she edited herself. She stopped herself from saying it. And I said, Penny, what were you about to say? And she just starts laughing. She's like, nothing, nothing. I said, you were about to say D's puffs, weren't you? And she's like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a good joke. She should have said it. It was. She was about to D's puffs. But yeah, she, yeah, like I'm concerned because it's like, man, I don't want her bringing all that stuff home, but it's an, ine an inevitability. She's going to bring stuff home that I don't Dude, want. Dude, that's, that's not the only thing you're going to have, you're going to run into. Right, right, it's, right. Like if this if is bad as it gets, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah. It, and it's less about me because it's going to make me laugh. It's more about when she's going to let it slip in front of a teacher and then I'm going to have to have come in for a conference. That's what I don't want to do. Oh, the conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. L luckily, we haven't had any of those that are, um, for anything other than your standard conference. Did you ever get report? How, how many times did you ever get, uh, ha have like the conference? How many did you ever have the, uh, not no. Cause the only fight I got into no, like no one of authority called us. It was after, it was after the, the last baseball game of the season in eighth grade. And, um, the real thing was if you really, if you're going to fight kind of, you know, when teachers were around, you go, um, off school property right next door to Bray's recapping. Um, in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Um, it's right beside the, the junior high. And uh, Braze, you go off what? school. What's it called? Braze? Braze recapping. They, it had something to do with like, you're, you're basically putting new hubcaps on your tires or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, and that's and, where and you guys new, threw down. Yeah, yeah. Like So if you, if you wanted to get that, that was the thing. And I was just talking to, to a buddy this week that I haven't seen in 24 years. And, and we were talking about school fights. He was a few years younger than me. I'm like, in junior high, was it like, were you the king of the school if you were like, 
great at fighting. And he's like, a lot, he's like, not necessarily, but like, you know, we got in a couple fights. You just go over to Bray's recapping. I'm like, yes, that's exactly, <laughs> that's it. Because well, they can't suspend you then. I mean, you know, maybe Bray's could call the cops on you at that point, but we weren't thinking, we were eighth grade. We weren't going to think about that. Well, and that was the difference too, like back in the day, like, you know, if you wanted to fight, it was like, all right, let's fight. But if, but if the person you wanted to fight, if they said, yo, meet me at Bray's after school, yo, all right, mm-hmm. yo, it's, it was real. It's real, totally for real. Yeah. So, um, I, I so I never I didn't get caught doing that. So I ne- I don't think I ever got called in. How I many? Had to, what's I had the to talk over? With the te- I had to talk with the teacher in fourth grade because C. L. Hawks, Clifford Lee, Clifford Lee Hawks, he uh, Hawks. Um, um, he uh, he started telling me that kids in our class were having sex, and like and and Stephen Stephen has stand up sex with his girlfriend. And so and so had lie down sex with his girlfriend, and then Crystal, Crystal, you know, this, this tells you why why you need some sort of sexual education in the schools because our parents are clearly not talking to us about this stuff. She says, "I'm a sex baby. My parents had sex to have me," and we we're like, "Oh, Crystal's a sex baby." <laughs> I would have I would have walked up to Crystal and like, "Do you want to be my bur- you want to be my girlfriend?" <laughs> But like, yeah, so like our teacher, rightfully so, gets concerned, like, these are, you know, nine year olds talking about having sex. She's gotta wonder is you know, are they getting messed with at home, you know? And uh, so so she I think that's get the obvious the, reason why like they're thinking about that. Well well saying that they're having it, I mean I mean it could it could translate. It really could. If if stuff's being done to them at home, I, you know, they, I've they can never heard anyone do the stand up stand up sex lie down sex yeah it's probably more a, their older brother they got in their older brother's porn collection is probably what it which was. one's worse huh which one's <laughs> i think stand up i can't imagine getting called into the principal's office and and and, and asking the principal which one do you think is worse as a, you know as a nine-year-old <laughs> yeah and you're like and you're like and you're like it was just lie down like okay right, hey, go back to class you're good oh, right right we can we can okay I no severious thing no, or no serious things there but the stand-up that's where we draw the line buddy with our nine-year-old students <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah it uh so i but my teacher pulled me aside and talked to me but no principal's office then so i don't think i ever really got, i got i got detention a lot but it was always for lame stuff like being tardy what do you think um, the over under is for me on uh getting uh entire that? school career yeah. or uh, just high school um i was gonna say elementary but yeah um, okay uh, all right El- elementary school um i'm gonna i'll take the if we set the line at four i'll take the over high school if we set the line at four i'll take the under um completely wrong uh okay uh, elementary i was a saint i was I, <laughs> I, it was zero okay uh high school over high school i flourished <laughs> <coughs> Oh gosh! All right. Well, that, that, there's our lazy river for this week. What am I going to do with kids? I don't know. But you know, they they scare me every day as much as they fascinate as as much as my kids fascinate me every day. They scare me equally. Good luck, man. Um. All right. So the topic of this week is vinyl records. Um. Alex and I we've been talking. We start talking about microphones and stuff like that, and start following him on Instagram. And and I noticed that you know he he enjoys his vinyl, and it's something that's a very new thing to me, but being the music lovers that we are, we um we, we thought we could give this 
a, a good shout. First, um, tell us a little bit about Shut the Funk Up, your show, and kind of, and then we can we can segue that right into since it's a very music heavy podcast, we can segue that into this topic. So the sh- the Shut the Funk Up podcast um, is uh, a musical podcast. Uh, I do uh, an, an artist or band spotlight for each episode um that's the peacock right that's the peacock and anyone that knows me i'm pretty obsessed with music and uh it's we usually start off like you know with talking about you know things that are going on like you know we have fun like the social things that are going on but uh i i stick to like mainly music you know topics on it and Mm. i have pretty uh like sharp takes on music i i hold everyone accountable um it's uh it's not for the uh if you want to come and have fun and listen and like take your mind off don't listen to it (laughs) i want you i i I the pe- like the artist spotlights are never going to be share. They're not going to be Led Zeppelin. They're going to be deep cuts. You know, we did T Rex last week uh, or this week on uh, this week's uh, episode. Um, uh, we did the Hollies and stuff. It's it's literally my neurotic brain wanting to show people the music that you probably don't know. Yeah, the lesser knowns. Yeah. yeah yeah the ones that have names like i've heard t-rex i've heard the hollies but i couldn't tell you much of anything that they've done um it's especially like so much fun for me i mean uh, it's oh my god it's so much it's such a release for me yeah there's but, a, there's there's a beatles podcast that i've been listening to called uh one sweet dream and they're actually doing a series right now of like um uh uh, I don't. Gosh, I can't remember what they're calling. But basically, picking out songs from the Beatles that they they feel are are shortchanged a little bit, or you know, under uh, underrated and masterpieces. That so, and they're having guests on, and they'll have them pick a couple of underrated ones, a couple of masterpiece ones. And it's hard to think, you know, Beatles songs that are underrated, but their catalog is so There's vast, so that, many. And so you're kind of doing that with some of the bands. There are things that people people that are band groups and musicians that people have heard of per se, but might not have much knowledge before right yeah and i just like to uh give a little like shine on them um each episode uh um i create i have a uh continuing um uh spotify playlist called peacocks and music where uh each episode is followed by whatever we listen to like you know in that episode so i do all the work for you so you can like you know listen to uh the choice tracks of like said peacock said artist um because what i've learned in my life is when you tell people about you know artists and things like that they they want to hear they just don't they don't want to do the work and that's fine with me. And something about when you tell someone about the artist and you're passionate about it, it can really become infectious. I'll, I'll, two examples of that are um, Jeremy Taché. He and I have become friends, and he's a big friend of our show. Um, he loves Bruce Springsteen so much. Oh. And I was always kind of like anti-Springsteen or just like 
like I like some of his songs, but kind of Springsteen averse. But his passion for him was so much. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot and go through his discography. Now I still have not been able to go through all his discography because there's some stinkers in there. Some. Yeah, yeah. I do have a greater appreciation for for his stuff and the songs. Uh, the, the, you know, his major album, like like the albums that blew up. I see you know, they blew up for a reason. Like Born to Run is incredible front to back. Uh, Born in the USA, pretty much the same thing. But uh, Nebraska, I have a great appreciation for for that. Um, yep. There, but like after Born in the USA, he kind of turned into this like Michael W. Smith adult contemporary style that was really hard to listen to. And uh, and that's where that's where I fell off to the side. But then so there there have been plenty of singles since then that I do enjoy. But Jeremy helped me gain a greater appreciation. Uh, Jack White, I'm just now getting into him because of Mike Ryan and how passionate Mike Ryan talks about him. And so like I'm finally, after being urged by friends forever, but just hearing how passionate Mike is, I'm like, okay, cool, let's give this a roll. And just picked up his latest album, Fear of Dawn. I plowed through it uh, twice yesterday, once today. Love it. Absolutely love it. So there's nothing better than when um you are introduced to a artist that you don't know about and you actually like when you like listen to it. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing especially like if it's in like an older artist or or if it's new, but especially like an older there's nothing better than that because it feels like you found something. Well, that, that's the beauty of music. It's everlasting. It's it doesn't you think matter. You if know it's everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's four hundred years old or four years old or four days old. If it's your first time listening to it, it's new to you. It's a brand new, right off the presses album for you, and and it so at least it means there's so much discovery, and that is awesome. It's the best. And. Uh, yeah, like we did a couple of episodes on the Beatles. It was our first episode with Jeremy actually was was just kind of just Beatles in general, and I had people message us, um, and 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 several people comment. They're like, you know, I forgot how much I like the Beatles until I heard you guys talk about it, and that's what's cool about your show. You're bringing your passion and something you love and giving someone else a chance to maybe I should check this out, and I think that's really cool. So shut the funk up, check it out. One. The name is perfect. What a perfect name for a show. Shut the funk up about music. Like, that's so good. And then great content, um, deep dives into music, into artists that maybe will challenge you a little bit. And that's what's cool. I challenge everyone to find music that challenges them. Just a little. It doesn't have to be... You don't have to listen to, like, Bjork taking your crap while banging on a pot, you know? You, you, right, yeah. <laughs> just, but you can still find music that is accessible that is chat that will still challenge you and, and that's where you get into a lot of fun well people always ask me they're like yo where do you find the stuff where do you find like all this music and i tell them you have to look for it man like yeah. it's, you have to look for it yeah and so that actually that's one of the things i use vinyl for to to keep you know, to finally get into our <laughs> to i keep derailing our our main topic um getting into vinyl records has been a neat way for me to discover things that maybe i wouldn't have tried out like if i were just pulling up spotify or title or or youtube or anything like that and that's pretty cool so real quick what was your um what was your first or formative experience with vinyl records? Oh man, I'll I I was like super into baseball uh, growing up, okay. and, so, and uh, me and Chris played on this team that where we had a lot of like you know people that were older than us on it, and I 
you know, befriended, you know, this guy, Garrett, and I slept over his house. And I will never forget, I came into his room and put down, you know, my duffel bag. Garrett was 34 years old. Yeah. he Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I looked over and he had two turntables and the mixer, the, the headphone, he had it all. And I was like, what is this? I thought this only existed in clubs. Right. And, um, uh, you know, he had some records and whatever. So I, the next day, I, I couldn't wait for that sleepover to end fast enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> the next day, I'll never forget, I uh, woke up and my mom picked me up. And on the way home, it was probably like, you know, in the middle of summer. And I was like, Mom, I know what I want for Christmas. I want, you know, these two ter- you know, turntables, blah, blah, blah. And, um, uh, they, they bought me two the, the two turntables to, to Gemini's. And actually is this funny, you know, talking about Chris, uh, Chris bought them too. We, we, we got them in the same, uh, Christmas, like Chris hmm. got his turntables and, um, I got mine and, um, we got them, <laughs> but my parents didn't know that you needed records. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened up my 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 stuff on Christmas and I was like, this is sick. This is exactly what I wanted. Where are the records? And uh they were like, what? And so uh Wait, we, now, so, so they bought you record players, but they didn't buy you records. But they they're from the generation where that was the thing. What why did two and two not get put together? Uh well uh my yeah it, I, I you know it's 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 a it's a bone of contention because th- I was pissed I was so pissed <laughs> cuz I had like this whole setup but I couldn't do anything yeah. with it yeah and uh there were and I was like let's go get some records and of course you know the record store is uh not open right. um you know on Christmas day and we went the next day and First time in a record store, went went there, and I don't know if people know, but back then, this is, uh, I mean, yeah, I was what prob- was the name of the store? What was the name of the store? Uh, uh, Vinyl Factory. Okay. And I, what we, like, people don't, like, back then, record stores aren't what they were now. Back then, right. record stores were for, like, DJs and stuff. So, gotcha. all of their... Yeah, how how old were you? Um, uh, this is probably I was probably about twelve. Yeah, I was probably about twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and so uh, late late nineties. Yeah, Uh, I was born eighty seven. So, um, yeah, late nineties. I don't do the math. And yeah, right near the turn of the century. um, Okay, we went to the record store, and the record stores back then didn't have like you know band and albums and stuff. Yeah, I I remember walking in there and all the every genre in you know the in the nineties and these record stores were like drum and bass, jungle, techno, <laughs> trance, right? Like you know stuff for people to actually spin and stuff. Yeah, and um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I told the guy you know that worked there i was like i don't know anything like can you just grab some stuff like i just want to go home and like scratch <laughs> stuff and he just like picked out like you know a bunch of like crazy stuff and gave it to me and we went home and um 
the rest was history. I, I took Chris's, uh, I took his headphones. I think I took one of his turntables, <laughs> like, you know, after like once in a while. <laughs> and, um, I, the guy Garrett, who's, uh, who I slept over like a year later or something like that. I bought all of his records off of him. Okay. And the first record that I ever bought was, um, was, uh, planet rock. Okay. Yeah. So with me, I was, you know, I, I was born in 80. So like, you know, the, you know, B- CDs were not a thing, not at least not in small town, North Carolina. Uh, but yeah, so, but, but we had, we had records. Um, but like my parents were not super into music. Like they love, they, they enjoyed like music from artists who we went to church with. They loved the Osmonds. Um, cause they were, went to the same great church. Band, great band. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so, um, but I remember like my earliest memory of a, of a vinyl record was actually this, for some reason I was at my grandma's house and for some reason I feel like there was a bunch of family coming over. There was some excitement in the air and we had a little record player and my cousins had these little books that you could read and it would ding and he'd flip the page, but it was with the gremlins. And so we had these old gremlins records and, uh, so that's like maybe my earliest memory, but my first like experience, like actually buying anything, uh, my senior year, maybe junior year, I can't remember. I think it was senior year of high school. There was a yard sale at our chorus class, um, or the chorus classes, choral boosters did a yard sale at the school. And I found this you were little a choir fi- boy. Yeah. 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 As, yeah. As I was, was I, as was I, I was in the advanced choir, small ensemble. Yep. North Carolina All State Chorus. I was What's in the up? Florida Singing Sons. There, the fl- <laughs> um, and so we uh, bought this little Fisher Price turntable, the, the one that you know closes up like a briefcase. And then not long after that, we had the Autumn Leaves Festival. That's one of we have two big fall festivals in town. One's one is Mayberry Days at, at the end of September, and then like three, two or three weeks later, second full weekend in October, they do the Autumn Leaves Festival. That's the big one. Um, they shut down the main street, it, there are vendors everywhere. It's, it's, it was loads of fun as a kid. And again, loads, of, it didn't take much cause there wasn't anything going on in the town. So, um, but I went, uh, I, I remember taking, uh, I just got my driver's license. I didn't get mine until I was 17 on my 17th birthday and the and loser, the, I know, I know the festival was that weekend was my birthday weekend. So, um, I drove up to the festival and went around, I found this record shop that the, or the, this vendor set up tons of records and I went through and I found Abbey road and Sergeant pepper. And I was like, these are going to be worth so much money. <laughs> <laughs> I was so naive, but I also, I also wasn't doing anything to preserve them. I, I went home and I started wearing them out. Um, and so like, those are my first two vinyl records that I can say that I had that I bought. Um, <clears throat> and then I later went to Goodwill and this is also also um, while I was completely obsessed with the Beatles, I also went through my disco phase um, my senior year of high school, and uh, and I found set the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack at Goodwill had that um, that one oddly enough it would put me to sleep like like if I need, had trouble going to sleep I could put that on and I was out. I found the Thank God It's Friday soundtrack, um, and then I can't remember what else I had. I didn't have tons of records, but you know, I thought, you know, like I said, I, th- I didn't care because I thought they were all worth like loads of money, and I got a steal. I got these for eleven bucks, you know. And <laughs> well, that was um, like the cool thing about records, especially like when you were younger. Like it was such an like an enamoring like th- I don't even know if that's a word, but like 
to put like the needle on it and watch it and yeah. like you had like control over like playing yeah and so now i say i grew up in the era where you know everything was all about the, the cassette tape get a walkman you were the, the king of the school and then of course the disc man came in and, and and you were even better but like still most of us didn't have cd players or portable cd players or anything the first cd player i had was uh, my dad worked at Radio Shack uh, for the first he, from from eighty five in the glory that's years. Sick, in, dude. In the glory years, he was the manager from eighty five to ninety four. That's so like huge. the the Tandy the Tandy Corporation glory years, and he bought me for Christmas. I got this Optimus brand that was one of their brands. They had realistic brand, and then the next tier up was Optimus, and um, Optimus brand CD player, eight AA batteries, Alex. It took eight double double A batteries to power that thing, and I may or may not have had a label maker and put Greg's Babe on it. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm so glad I took that off before any of my friends ever saw it. But I was so proud to finally have a CD player. <laughs> yeah, was, oh, man. Oh, I was so embarrassed though. Like when I looking back, I was like, "Why did I put Greg's Babe on this thing?" Oh, because it was cool. <laughs> I was so excited. It was just pure, unadulterated joy of something. Yeah. And so I shouldn't be ashamed of that. But like we oftentimes like to mock people who are that uninhibited with their happiness because we are all miserable. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, so um, I had those records, but that was it. I didn't didn't really have anything else. No, my mom had a few, like even though my mom listened to mostly like, you know, or not much music at all. She did have a couple because she loved the Carpenters. So I, we had a couple of Carpenters albums and she was a John Denver fan. So we had a couple of those. I never got into playing the John Denver stuff. It just didn't ring home with me. But the Carpenters, there was some stuff that I really enjoyed on there. She so was amazing got, on the drums. So so underrated. Nobody, like, like like people hear her voice and it just outshines but like like my mother my mother-in-law actually the carpenters came to her high school and played in their gymnasium when they were first starting out so she wow. had to see Karen carpenter on the drums when they were unheard of and uh so that was that, that that's pretty cool but anyway so that, that was my early experience but just in the last couple of years i decided i was like i'd like to give my kids something tangible tangible to listen to something where they can hold the the, the medium and uh, I want it to be vinyl records more than I do get, you know, having them screw up cassette tapes and <laughs> like right. I used to do. And um, uh, so I was like, okay. I talked to my wife. I was like, let's get a let's get a a, a, a a turntable. You know, nothing much. Nothing. It doesn't have to be super expensive. But we've got a decent speaker system or a decent decent stereo. And I was like, I'd like to let's just try it out. And so found one for like sixty bucks on Facebook Marketplace. It's a little Sony unit. Um, uses the Audio Technica needle. You know, it's for formidable for what it is and for what we paid for it. And so we brought that home and I started collecting. So um, don't have a vast collection, but I, I, I that's that's a little bit deliberate. One just for storage, but um, uh, but two, I've I've got a little philosophy on it. So I actually want to know what is um. Do you have a do you have a certain philosophy when shopping for records or picking things out, or you just kind of like go for whatever? Yeah, um, it's all it's it's record label. It's okay. it's the label. Um, it's I always look up, you know, the label, and then you gotta pull you gotta pull the vinyl out of the sleeve and see who wrote on it, who is also on it. It's, you would be so surprised when you grab, you know, a, um, 
even like, you know, a Beatles record or like a Stones record or, you know, a Clapton record, you would be so surprised uh, about the other artists that are on it. You know, Billy Preston would be on it. So, yeah, whenever I dig, it's always uh, it's it always starts first with the label because Mm -hmm. the label always knows what's good. And then they sign, you know, the artist to it. So, right. Um, I never, I never, ever listen to the albums. Like when I when I'm digging, I never like put oh, them and yeah, like listen to ne- them. Let never listen to them beforehand. Yeah, never. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neither do I. I don't have time for that. No, yeah, no one's got time for that. And I'm a habitual. I will buy the record right off of the turntable that is being spun in the shop. Oh, that's just what you. That's like kind of your 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 um uh tradition like you'll go in and like all right that's mine yeah 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 that's fun that's cool there's something about it that like makes me think that like i scored something that like no one else could have (laughs) simply because they weren't willing to ask right right yeah but it just goes back to like the the like you know we have radioactive records here and when i didn't even like no like that's like you know for the listeners out there like maybe they're trying to get into it or like, you know, they're a little intimidated by like, you know, record stores go up to the, you know, the shop, like the person that's like, that's working there and just like, tell them like, Hey, I want, you know, I want some records and this is what I'm into. And like those guys and girls, they will go and grab like the most perfect records for you. Yeah. And the ones who really love their job doing that, like that makes their day. Oh, that's, you would like for me to curate you a collection of five or six records that fit this thing? Let's go. That's like, what they, they love do, it. man. Yeah. 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 Um, so do you do you go and like <clears throat> look for, hey, you know, I've, I had this album on CD. I'd love to get it on vinyl. Like, you, like, do you specifically target certain things like that? Or is it just let me just go and see what I find and let the Lazy River take me where it's going to take me? Um, it dep- uh, It's uh, if if. if, if because the album, the vinyl thing is an experience. That's like yeah. the, the one thing I tell like everyone, you know, like the best thing about the, like, you know, vinyl is when you put it on like the record player, you are forced to listen to that side. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you're not allowed to skip. There's no shuffle. Right. You, like none of that's there. So like, that's the best part about it is like you have to listen to the whole thing and that's something that like we've totally gotten away from you know in music and like people that listen it's all about the single yeah it's all about the single and stuff but you have to remember these artists create and make these records for a reason even nowadays like oh yeah it's a curated thing they want you to listen to it there's a reason why like this is track one this is two this is three they want you to listen to it in that order mm-hmm. so i uh do, are you into pedro the lion at all i don't know i don't i don't know okay. yeah. guy out of seattle dave bazan he uh he, he does solo stuff under under his name but his band is pedro the lion absolutely love them but like i've never heard anyone more meticulous about tracking an album like like you go through the the recording mixing and and you think okay the album's done he's like no now we have to track it and make sure everything is in the exact proper order like like that to him is just as much of a process as recording and mixing the thing 
And so then they track it and then get it all mastered down in the order that it is. Like, because to him, it's important. I mean, think of Pink Floyd. If if they didn't have their songs in the order that they're in, it would there, there'd be less. Con- now, I have heard a couple of compilation albums of theirs. They have one called Col- A Collection of Great Dance Songs or something like that. And it's it's kind of a best of, and whoever put that together did it really well. But just randomly, it's not as good. The songs are great, so it's going to be fine. But like, it's not the same experience as telling the entire story from beginning a concept to end. Well, it always, it always pisses me off when, you know, people... Or like, oh, I love that one song. Mm-hmm. And then you don't listen to the re- rest of the record. It's like, you like, so you like the art. You like this. Why didn't you listen to the rest of it? Right. I'm a big time Fountains of Wayne fan. And so like to hear people, oh, Stacy's mom. And like, that's it. I'm like, you, you guys don't know you don't how know, good you don't of know. a songwriter um, Adam Schlesinger is. I was like, you know, did you like the movie That Thing You Do? Yeah, he wrote that. Did you like the Hugh Grant, uh, Drew Barrymore, you know, rom com? Did he write that? That's what. That's who wrote uh, that yeah. thing. Yeah, and he did. He did the soundtrack for that um, Hugh Grant, Drew Barrymore thing. Uh, music and lyrics. That's Adam Schlesinger. Tons wow. of stuff. Um, he's just incredible songwriter, and we lost him, you know, two years ago to COVID. But he, um, uh, but like I was, I, I remember. I mean, their album Utopia Parkway meant so much to me in 1999 like like it was so much inspiration for the early songs that i was writing you know and like and it's because the entire album it wasn't just one or two songs and yeah uh, it's, like, it's like yo if you like that song you're gonna like the band yeah i'm a big time marcy playground fan they fell to the same thing the one hit wonder of sex and candy but like their stuff even, even through their first three albums are all really really good solid albums from start to back but no yeah. you know, it, but the general population isn't going to take that patience but if they were to get the album yeah i like how you're putting that like it's there's not really much skipping yes you can go move the needle but no we're all too lazy to do that so put it on and enjoy the ride yeah um i uh so when when I'm, i've been using because I, I don't have a massive budget for it. so um, And I could, if I did, I'd blow it on ton, I'd, on lots of, of records. And there's space issues too. I mean, not major issues. But I started taking the approach of <clears throat> this will be a good opportunity for me to find music that I would never, I mentioned this earlier, but that I would never think to look up on like any of the streaming services. Right. And, um, and so I go almost strictly just to like thrift stores like goodwill and and salvation army and things like that and just see what i can find now of course i'm always hoping for a holy grail item you know something that i actually do know like i mean i found um i found this beach boys double album that i had never heard of before that's that that's been a fun listen i found jan and dean's greatest hits so you know surf (laughs) city here we come you know yeah my band used to cover that and (laughs) and uh um but like so occasionally i'll find something that i actually have heard of and something that like okay this is really cool but like most of it's like i'll find these uh either classical stuff that i would never think to listen to but my daughter likes relaxing classical music so like i'll get this for her there's like some claude debussy stuff and he you know moonlight and not moonlight's not a um uh claire de lune is my favorite classical piece of all time and so but there's some claude debussy that i'd never um would have thought to check out before but now i'm checking out i got blood sweat and tears um their album i can't remember the name of it was the one it's the one with a uh, uh, uh spinning wheel but they do eric satie's gymnopedes um, which is uh, my uh, my next favorite classical piece, but it's Blood, Sweat, and Tears doing it. Yeah, and uh, 
And so, like, I try to find stuff that, like, there's a lot of, especially from other countries, like, this, this like, Latin compilation, or it, I've got a couple Italian compilations that's just fun to listen to when I'm making dinner. And it's, like, stuff, I wouldn't be doing that. My daughter would be li- making me listen to K-pop or something if, uh, um, if uh, like, she would, can we put on Blackpink? You know, like, no, we're going to listen to um, A Taste of Vienna by this orchestra that I've never heard of before. And you know what? She ends up liking it. And the joy... I feel when um, uh, I put on an Italian record and Osola Mio comes on and I wasn't expecting it because I didn't look at the track list and like, like it's great. It's great. But I, I never would have pulled that up on, on my phone, you know? Yeah. And so like that challenges me. It's another way of exposing me to something different and challenging me. And that's, that's what I love. I will, I don't strictly go to, like, I do have some new albums. Like, I just bought the new Jack White album. My wife got me um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers greatest hits uh, for, for Christmas. Um, I got, uh, I found, uh, or got, got an Avett Brothers um, album for my, for my birthday this past year. And then um, I found this other pawn shop that um, has a lot of like first run stuff. Um, it's not solely that, but they, they've got a more, a cooler selection. You know, most, most of the stuff we find at Goodwill is like, you know, you'll find a lot of Tennessee Ernie Ford. Um, and, uh, you'll find a lot of Jim neighbors, uh, gospel songs. Um, <laughs> right. and, and, uh, he played Gomer Pyle on the Andy Griffith show and, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out and, Greg Cody. <laughs> and like a lot of just like you know gospel like tons of gospel records but occasionally we find something that 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 really is up my alley but um but this one story had like a bunch of old like rock, rock records that, that people turn in so i got i got um um a couple of wings albums there i got uh springsteen's um uh what's it welcome from ashbury park new jersey um just to try it out i actually don't really love that album but i've got it to try it out and and um well it's and, it's it's those are like the ones you just like kind of have to have it in your collection right 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 and so like so i've been able to find some some you know even cooler stuff there i have to pay a little bit more for it but it was worth it you know and so um i don't have this massive collection but i really like like i said just uh my favorite thing is being able to find a lot of herb alpert and the tijuana brass i love herb alpert and the tijuana brass i remember going to goodwill as a kid and not appreciating it but seeing his albums were always there whipped cream and other delights you'd find like five copies of that every time i'd go to goodwill the and this this is a good transition because the other greatest thing about vinyl records are the album artwork yeah like yeah you lose a lot of that today yeah that's part of the fun of it of like you put the record on and then you sit there and then you get to open up and like look at the record and his notes, I, the the older uh, like what what I find is like you could never get like I, I would love to go on Spotify and have like an entire technical breakdown of how music streaming works. But you go get an old compilation like like from a record label where they just put a compilation of some of their artists on there, and they're all like these like long advertisements about how hi-fi sound works and how stereo needle you know how we got a new stereo needle and how this works and like yeah. People would read that crap. You know? They would. <laughs> it's- but but the album artwork was almost just as important as yeah. the album. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. Just I mean, just think of the iconography of it. I mean, it, you Led Zeppelin's uh, was it, is, it, is it one that's got the crotchless Achilles uh, um, Achilles the eunuch that's flying down from the sky? Um. Whoa. Well, 
isn't well one well, well just think of houses of the holy that album's not the same without those weird that's like best album. naked naked fairies on it you know that's like, the best album yeah yeah i agree um but but like uh physical graffiti if you don't have that family on the back looking at that that obelisk there's no mystery to that album right but i remember seeing that i'm like what are they staring at and then when you watch the tv show alias that the the the, uh, the creators of that show are diehard led zeppelin fans they they throw that into uh into their show and i'm like what conspiracy have i fallen upon <laughs> <laughs> it's satanic it's satanic yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be so <laughs> and, um but yeah like the artwork yeah it's in, it's in, and we lose so much of that um yeah with, totally in the do. digital in the digital platform and um and, it, and it's important i mean pink floyd's the prism on dark side of the moon uh even i mean the actually but before i even knew that it was uh, the division bell was the first pink floyd album i ever became aware of simply because of the easter island looking um yeah. yep. uh, creations on the front in the middle of a field staring at each other yeah. they weren't the direct easter island things but they were kind of Sim, or, you know shaped after that yes that it, it stood out to me i was like well it created mystery i'm like well what is this well now right. i need to go find out oh it's music let's find out what this music is you know yeah and um and so yeah i, I think that that is something that does get lost what are um do you have any like any daily like what are maybe like your three we'll call it daily drivers or like you're like okay i'm going to go to these albums more than anything else and throw them on the turntable um definitely first one that comes to mind is definitely the uh the rolling stones record that they recorded at chess at chess records um that that one i go to all of the time um i go to uh the first album that uh paul mccartney did um uh on his own after you the just, you, the, just mccartney you've got that one what what mccartney that's the name of it no, it's called Ram. Oh, you've got Ram. That's his second. McCartney was oh, was, second? was actually yeah yeah Ram's number two. That's okay. the one I want. That's I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, that one's that one's absolutely amazing. Like, um, that was yeah that that Ram album like changed my life. That was incredible. Um, and then I would also say another one that um, I always go to uh, would definitely be. Uh, the Stooges uh, okay. f- first uh, first album with 1969 on it, and like you know, I want to be your dog. Uh, yeah, those were big. So what? Um, yeah, I think mine. I go to a lot. Like I said, I don't have a massive collection, but I do pick up any of my Herb Albert records. I'll put those on. Um, they're all great. They're just they're just fun to to listen to. Like when I'm making music or when I'm making dinner, um, I love putting those on. Um, the uh, and then the Tom Petty greatest hits. Just I'm just I mean Tom Petty's actually I won't go into the full story here yet because that's still for, I'm saving this one for another one. But he's the reason I wanted to make music in the first place. Before I even learned about the Beatles, I knew Tom Petty, and there's a there's a whole story behind that. Um, and then um, I'll go on record and say that Tom Petty was a better uh, songwriter than the Beatles. You think so, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would disagree, but like that i will i will say in my opinion there is no one i've yet to find any collection of as a whole of music that is better for driving the open american road like you 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 want something to drive to 
every single one from start to finish his fast songs his slow songs they all fit the soundtrack of the highway yeah and um and i, I love it so much um and then third yeah um the third one i go to most really would be um just, uh, i don't know i don't know yet I, maybe i haven't gotten enough in into the rotation enough to really figure that out but i do like finding just one of my random classical ones and throwing it on like i said because it just challenges me to think differently my collection i have them all i have like tons of them and people hate this when they come over especially like people that like you know are like you know record heads i don't have them in any type of abc alphabet like they're all in genres they're all in genres because it's the finding of it it's like the search of it is it's the discovery of it is what is so much fun you know yeah. to me i do like to just randomly pull one out and say this whatever i pull out is what i'm listening to yeah and uh um so do you have any what do you have any like one or two holy grail albums that you haven't been able to get your hands on yet that you know you want uh yeah i'm always searching for uh the pet sounds okay pet sounds by uh yeah the beach boys yeah that one is the holy grail that one's that's the one i'm always like you know searching for it's like especially like the original it's like so hard to find in mono um it's before you know any anything that you know when people hear the beach boys you think you know them but you don't at all that's like that's the biggest one that I'm always searching for. And um, other than that, um, I don't, um, I don't be, yeah, no, just that. That's like the one I'm always, that's the one, but every, whenever you see it, it's always like, you know, $85, you know, on the wall, yeah. it's, you know, it's a hundred bucks on the wall, which I'll, I'm a vinyl fan, you know, just maniac, but I will never pay like, you know, a hundred bucks for yeah. Th- part of the game is finding it for cheap in my mind. Like that's part, yeah. like almost finding it like in the discount bin. Like that's that's part of the game for me. But I will like I, I I'll buy stuff brand new. I you know some like I've shared a few that I did. Will you um will you ever look them up online to find them and try to buy online, or does it oh, all yeah. have to be physical? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, mine. And and RAM isn't unattainable, but it, you know, it's still, if I want the one I want, it's like you know, forty five, fifty bucks, and it's I'm not prepared to do that yet. Um, right. But I do want RAM. RAM is up there. I just, yeah, I never listened to it before last year. I knew some of the songs off of it, but I never actually listened to the album. For and it went through it was its fifty fiftieth anniversary, and the, I listened to two Beatles podcasts. One, uh, um, is one Sweet Dream. Other one's another kind of mine, and they both did. Um, uh, they start out as the same podcast and they split off. Um, but they, um, um, they did, you know, a bunch of Ram 50th anniversary stuff last year. And, uh, one episode on another kind of mind, their, uh, host Talia, one of her, one of their hosts, they have a few, she did this like track by track breakthrough telling stories about the albums. And I don't think she's young. I think she's a little bit younger than me, but she talked about like falling in love to that album with her dad, you know, which made me uh, endeared me to the album a little bit more, but it also made me kind of fall in love with Linda and her contributions. That's and I was it. Like, yeah. You hit on it yeah. right there. That's it. Like, like, People don't understand, especially like after, you know, Paul left the Beatles, how crucial like Linda was to, to keeping him going. Yeah. <laughs> like that alone. But then like, she's 
a much better musician than most people would think. Like she, like she is not maybe this classical, like just out of the box. Like okay, this person can sing, sing, sing. But what she does matches Paul so well. Yeah. There's sometimes I I almost hear John on um uh, what's the song? It's when I walk. Like when she's singing those backups, it sounds like John. Yeah, like, it, it, it's weird. It's it is weird. You know, the Beatles are such a they're such a cool band because people always try to separate those two guys. Yeah, and you can't, you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't. They use, they worked off of each other. So those two podcasts made me really want Ram. So I started listening to it last year. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just just from start to finish it is beautiful it's incredible and like it's just it still feels relevant and new and um and so um and then uh the talking heads stopped making sense yeah wow yeah. i want that i mean so bad but finding that online yeah it's 130 bucks 150 bucks it's just hard it's just really hard to find and i always get excited because i'll look it up and i'll see 15 dollars. i'm like <gasps> and it's the cd and yeah. i'm like Dirt! yeah <laughs> And, um, it, it, uh, there, I had, I went to a friend's wedding. She was, um, I was, I was her manager. She was the assistant manager that I had hired her to be our assistant manager. And we became really good friends and just, she's just really cool. Her husband is awesome. And so they invite us to their wedding up in the Smoky Mountains, the North Carolina Smokies, better than Tennessee Smokies, by the way. Heard that. Um, but, uh, uh, out in Waynesville, North Carolina, magical place. I love Waynesville. If I could retire there, that if, if I could have a retirement home there, I'd have one there and I'd have one at the coast of North Carolina too. Um, but, uh, not looking good on that front right now, but, <laughs> um, we're trying. Um, but the, uh, we, we went there and we stayed at this bed and breakfast and, uh, where we stayed, we, we went in there and they had a little turntable out loads of records. This guy used to be, used to do. Well, he does photography a lot, but he used to like do like music journalism and like he'd he'd follow bands around and, and shoot for them and while they were getting interviewed and stuff like that. And so he's seen a lot. He actually used to live in Miami. Um, but uh, then him and his wife bought this little bed and breakfast up in the mountains of North Carolina. And uh, he had stopped making sense. I already loved that album um, and the film. It just blew my mind. But something about when, when we put, I was like, can we put this on? And we did. And like, we were carrying on a conversation just like you and me, but the back of my head was off in a whole different place right? because of that music. And I was like, okay, I want this. That was actually when I bought the turntable, I was like, I'm going to get stopped making sense. And then I looked up and I'm like, I am not going to get stopped making sense. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> not anytime soon, but that's the one that, that that's, that's on my Holy Grail list. Yeah, that's a good one. There's going to be, there, there's, re, there, you know, I could think of more, but like, those are the two that like come to my mind instantly that I, that I will want. And we'll one day find out a way to have one day. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, all in all, man, I, I, I've enjoyed this journey of getting, and I, I like the challenge of, of, you know, like, like I said, making myself find something that I would, wouldn't have listened to. Um, and it's been fun. It's been really fun getting, I mean, tangible media and seeing my kids actually take to it. They like it. They'll go put on the records themselves. And, and yes, we bought my daughter a black pink record for, for Christmas. I but, um, love that song. I, I, I love that band. I swear to you. I love, I love black pink. I love that K-pop. I love all of that. If there's one thing they want, you know, they want, you know, that they're in your area. <laughs> they yeah we got her the black they, yeah. pink album you know and so but i was willing to do it because it means she's going to go over to where we keep the records and she's going to pull something out and put it on and i get so proud when she goes and just picks anything out of that stack and just puts it on just to try it and i'm like 
thank goodness you've done your thank job you. thank you yes yeah yeah so um alex it's time for us to wrap um thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me really appreciate your time uh and fun talking this topic with you I, like i think you and i could probably talk for another five hours oh, and, God, and, yeah. and, and not even think about it um but uh then i, I do have to get up in about yeah five uh, we'll, we'll say six hours it's five by the time i go to bed it'll only be five um but <laughs> it'll only be five hours of sleep if, if i'm lucky but that's my norm so okay so uh check out shut the funk up podcast where they where can they find you are you you're not on twitter are you you're only instagram yeah i'm not on twitter um it's uh it's uh, yeah it's only on instagram you can find uh shut the funk up on spotify you know apple and all that stuff you know check it out don't check it out um you know i don't care either way <laughs> i do I, I want you to check it out and support <laughs> support alex because he pours a lot into this and yeah. and you know and you know, it, it it means a lot with even for every single listen as much as we pour into our shows every single listen just it feels good but it also it, you'll learn some stuff and yes. if you want if you want to learn a little bit you know maybe want to challenge your your boundary your musical boundaries a little bit give him a listen if you follow him on instagram at the well-fed boy he will um he'll do these like almost like DJ sessions on his stories where you'll get two or three, you know, stories in a row with some music and some awkwardly zoomed up, uh, uh pictures of the album art. And it's I just, never, it's fun. I never want to tell you who it is. Yeah. 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 You, you'll never see the name of the artist on there. You just kind of, and, and he, you just got to figure it out and, and it's cool. It's fun. You know, people love Juju for his stories and the way he stitches things together is really cool. Yep. Alex does a music equivalent of that. Thank you. And, uh, so, so yeah, so check that out. Check him out at the well-fed boy, shut the funk up podcast, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, tell him what you think. Um, give yeah. him some suggestions and, uh, as always, you can find our show on Twitter and Instagram at YesMaybeNoPod. You can find me on Twitter at YetiBlanc underscore. You can find Andrew Streeter, who isn't here. I can't believe on it. Twitter, on Twitter at Andrew Streeter underscore. Um, thanks again for listening. Don't forget to give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. It helps other people find the show. But until next time, it is Vinyl the Best. best. Yes, yes, maybe, maybe no. no. It is Vinyl the Best. Yes, yes maybe, maybe no. no. It's pretty good. Listen to Yes, Maybe No. Subscribe, download, rate, review, or find podcasts or sold. Or, uh, download it. How did Greg Cody used to do, like, because you said his that kind of thing has, has changed a lot. You, oh, you yeah. said he used to embellish it a lot more. Yeah, he's, you know, it's, uh, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> he would walk around the house and go, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> And we would die laughing. We would like, we loved it. He was like the funniest guy growing up. It was hilarious.